This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. the mom room podcast my name is renee rena and i am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted i am recording this from the comfort of my living room it is friday morning i guess it's 11 30 i am sitting on the couch with my two dogs and i just put up an instagram story um you know asking you guys to dm me if you have any funny or, you know, irritating tales about your toddlers and toys. This is a completely random subject. We had a little bit of a meltdown last night after bath time and I woke up this morning and I was like, well, there you go. There's a perfect topic for this week's solo podcast episode. I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking, but I'm sure it's something that we all struggle with and go through with our lovely little toddlers. I'll get into what happened last night a little bit later, but right now I just want to talk a little bit about how we as parents work so hard to find toys or objects that our children are going to love and be excited about, and then we find out real quick that that bites us in the ass. I would say one of the very first toys that Milo was super into were the Little People by Fisher Price. So it's like little figurines that, you know, can easily fit in a toddler's hand. He would carry them around everywhere. It was crazy. And because they were, well, I thought they were waterproof. It turns out that they're not. I thought this toy is perfect because we had a whole bunch of them, even though he really preferred the Toy Story little people, especially Buzz. Like he was obsessed. He carried that Buzz Lightyear around everywhere. He went in the bath with him. And the only time we would take it away was at nighttime because I was so fearful that he would drop him on the floor out of his crib and lose his mind. So we hid him usually before bed when he would have his bottle. We would like shove him under like one of the pillows on the bed or like shove him in between the headboard and the mattress. And then he would go to bed without Buzz. But the first thing he wanted in the morning was Buzz friggin' Lightyear. And, you know, at first it was really cute. Like he would light up when he saw Buzz Lightyear. You know, I would say, oh, you want to go upstairs and get Buzz? And he would get all excited and I would carry him upstairs and we would go find him. But then I started to panic when I realized, like, imagine we lost Buzz Lightyear. Like, it's a pretty small toy, the little people. That's why they're called little people. And I was like, God forbid we lose Buzz Lightyear. It would break Milo's heart. And, you know, what would he do all day? He wouldn't have his favorite toy. Now, the amazing thing about the little people toys were that they could go anywhere. So, you know, he would put them in his food. He would take them outside and put them in his water table. He would put them in the sandbox, like in the pool. Like he he would bring them everywhere in the bath with him. Um, and it wasn't a big deal because you could just clean them off and then dry them and it's fine. One thing that was a huge hit during quarantine was we would take his little people and Buzz Lightyear outside and he would play with them in the sandbox or, you know, with in the rocks in the front yard and they would get all dirty and then we would come inside and I would give him a little Tupperware container of soapy water and he would sit there on the floor and give them a little bath. 
And I was like, oh, this is perfect. But yes, once I realized, holy crap, he could lose Buzz Lightyear, I started to panic. Like actual nightmares about losing Buzz Lightyear and what that would do to our happy home. So one day when my husband got home from work, I got in the car, I went to Toys R Us, and I got a new pack of the Toy Story Little People. And because I'm dumb, I opened it and I gave him all the brand new little people, like the whole gang was there, Bo Peep, Woody, Buzz, yada, yada, yada. So now he had all these little people to play with and I wasn't as concerned about him losing Buzz because I knew that we had two of them now. So fast forward a couple weeks, uh, he's still loving the little people. Uh, He had kind of moved on to Woody, like he was turning into more of a Woody fan than Buzz, I would say. And so we, someone on Instagram actually sent me a direct message and the little people were on Amazon and they were on sale. So we ordered two boxes strictly as backup. We weren't going to open the boxes. We were just going to put them somewhere safe so that in the event that he lost his little people or Woody or Buzz, we would have backups. Now, if you have more than one child or you're already out of the toddler stage, you're probably thinking, you silly little goose, why would you expect that your child is going to be obsessed with the same toys long term? And I can't even blame Milo because what happened was I went to Walmart one day to get, you know, random Walmart shit. And I saw these stuffed, really big, like the Woody and the Buzz, they're almost the same size as Milo. Like they're big, I want to call them stuffed animals, but obviously they're not stuffed animals because they're not animals. But you know what I mean? They're like stuffed dolls, let's say, of Woody and Buzz. And I could not resist buying them, obviously, because I have a problem. So I bought those, brought them home, and he was instantly in love with these dolls. He, I remember that day we went to go visit my friend uh, and her daughter, who's also a toddler, and he wouldn't let go of them. Like he had them in his arms, like clutched, holding them tight the whole day. And that continued forever. He slept with them. He loved them. So again, yay, this is great. My son is excited about his toys. He loves these toys. He's so happy with these toys. Like it makes you feel good as a parent. But also now I was like, okay, we bought all these little people for nothing. And truth be told, those boxes of little people are still in our front closet and have yet to be opened because he doesn't give a shit about the little people anymore. So it's like, okay, well, you know, we wasted a little bit of money on these toys. That's okay. Not a big deal. He's moved on to other toys. That's totally fine. Except it wasn't fine because Milo wants to take his precious toys in the bathtub with him. When we go to the beach, he wants to take them in the water, which, you know, you think, okay, big deal. He wants to get them wet. That's not a big deal. I normally I wouldn't care about this, but it's the fact that after the bath is finished or you know when we get out of the water at the beach and we're driving home he still wants to be holding this soaking wet toy or if it's after bath time he wants to hold them while he has his bottle and relaxes and snuggles and then he wants to take him to bed and it's very hard to distract him into you know wanting another toy or being excited about another toy so that he forgets about the soaking wet Uh, Woody or Buzz like he is 
fixated on them. So it's not as simple as just, you know, distracting him or giving him his bottle or his soother. It's not that simple. So what we started to do was hide Woody or Buzz before bath time under the pillow on our bed so that he wouldn't see him as he was going to get into the bathtub and then we could surprise him after bath time with it and he'd be all happy and it's like yay 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 big happy family I'm gonna go to bed now and be a good boy. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Now, there were some days where we fucked up and he would have Woody or Buzz right before bath time and we weren't able to, you know, distract him and take it away and hide him under the pillow. So we did have a backup toy. A long time ago, when Milo was a baby, before he was even obsessed with Toy Story and was was Woody and Buzz, we bought him this smaller stuffed Woody doll. Um, 
and he never really paid much attention to it. It just kind of like sat in the car or the stroller or in the diaper bag. One day when I realized that we had this smaller Woody doll, I thought to myself, this might be a good distractor toy when he wants to bring the bigger Woody or Buzz in the bathtub. We can show him this small Woody doll and because he hasn't been playing with it all day, he doesn't really know that we have it because he never cared about it. It's going to be exciting. So for a while, that was working beautifully because we would distract him. He could take the small Woody doll into the bathtub. It wasn't a big deal. And then when we tried to take him out of the bath and he wanted to bring the wet, small Woody doll with him, we would bust out the bigger, dry Woody doll and that would distract him and he would be totally fine. He would just forget about the small, wet Woody doll that he initially started his tantrum over. So yes, that, that method was working quite well um, until last night when he decided that the wet, small Woody doll was more important than the dry, big Woody doll. So that really fucked us up last night. I just want to pause here for a moment and say that it's not lost on me that I'm saying wet Woody and big Woody a lot in this episode. Um, Just so you guys know, I am aware of that. But get your minds out of the gutter. Anyways, back to the story. So when this happened last night, it was the most epic tantrum I have ever seen in my life. And I'm not going to lie, I was like shooketh to my core and I didn't know if I should be upset, if I should just stay super calm, if I should laugh, like it was out of control. And he was so upset that I really felt bad for him because I know he wanted that little Woody doll so bad and to like hold him and have his bottle and cuddle him and take him to bed, but he couldn't. He was soaking wet and it broke my heart that we just couldn't solve his problem and make him happy. He was distraught. He was kicking, screaming, throwing himself backwards. We tried to give him a bottle, tried to give him his soother, tried to give him the big Woody doll. Like he was just throwing everything. It was awful. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, this is temporary. He never has a tantrum for more than five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. But it seemed like it was going on forever. And I started to get nervous. Oh my God, what if he doesn't stop? But of course he's going to stop. But you always panic thinking like, how long is this going to last? Last night's tantrum was way longer than usual and usually we're pretty good at distracting him out of a tantrum. Uh, So it doesn't usually last long, but this kept going on and on and my husband and I were just sitting there rubbing his back, trying to calm him down. Like we never raise our voice. We never get worked up because he's just gonna feed off of our energy as well. So we try to remain as calm as, as possible and comfort him as opposed to getting angry or frustrated with him. And I always put myself in his shoes. Like he doesn't have the tools to be able to understand that he can't have his little Woody doll right now because he brought him in the bathtub and he's soaking wet. He doesn't understand that. So he 
is literally like what what the fuck is going on why can't i have my little woody doll i had him and then you took him away from me and knowing how upset that makes him breaks my heart but i mean in the end there's not much we could do unless we threw him in the dryer and waited two hours for him to dry but i mean by that time his tantrum would be over and he would have forgotten about it anyways so we just have to kind of get through the tantrum and make some kind of plan moving forward so that this doesn't happen again. Anyways, that friggin' Woody doll is still up in the bathtub soaking wet, so I'm gonna have to wring him out, dry him, and hide him somewhere because he's still a good guy to have around when we leave the house. For example, Milo carried him all through the aquarium when we went a couple weekends ago, and it was great because his bigger stuffed Woody doll is too big to carry around uh, in public. So I'm gonna keep this, this guy around, but we're definitely gonna hide him. And we just need to be better prepared for bath time. But obviously stuff like this is gonna happen all the time. And I think the most important thing is just to remain calm and wait it out. It's temporary. And they're just not able to regulate their emotions like adults can. Well, most adults, let's be honest. So my advice for tantrums in those situations are to acknowledge why they're so upset. They're upset for a reason. And instead of feeding off of their tantrum and having our own negative emotions and reactions, I would say remain as calm as possible and just wait it out. But after having Milo, I quickly realized that you know, once he got to the toddler stage, it was pretty obvious that any time something brings joy or excitement to a child, it's going to end with them being upset for some reason, you know, because you have to leave the aquarium or, you know, you have to take away their soother or you can't bring the fucking wet woody doll to bed. It's like they're happy, 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 and then boom pissed. You take your child to the park because they love the park. They love going down the slide and having fun and you're there for like 45 minutes to an hour. So okay, it's time to leave. We have to go have lunch and it's like fun's over. I'm gonna rage if you don't give me something that's funner than the park right now. All right, it is now Monday and I usually like to record these solo episodes on two different days because you know, the first day I'm saying what I'm saying, but then over the next few days, I think about other things that I want to say. So yesterday I was shopping for Milo's birthday party decor. And originally we were going to do a Toy Story birthday party because duh, he's obsessed with Toy Story. Makes sense. Sorry if you hear my dogs tap dancing or sneezing or whatever the hell they're doing behind me right now. Anyways, Toy Story birthday, let's do it. And you know, everyone on Instagram was messaging me saying, have you heard of two infinity and beyond? Like two T-W-O and Milo's turning two. So I was like, that's perfect. And then my husband and I were thinking about it and we were like, should we maybe do a Sesame Street birthday party? Because if we buy all this, you know, decor that's Toy Story related, is he gonna, you know, want to take a bath with a Woody balloon and then sleep with it? Or, you know, take cardboard cutouts of Buzz Lightyear into the bathtub with him? Like we just kind of thought, oh, for Christ's sakes. 
I apologize. We just thought having all this extra Toy Story stuff in the house might be a huge headache for us. Excuse me, I'm going to kill my dog. Just kidding. Dogs can literally be more work than children sometimes, and that's another podcast for another day. But anyways, so we debated, you know, Sesame Street or Toy Story. So I had inspiration photos for both kinds of parties, and I went to the party store and Dollarama and, you know, where you buy all your party stuff. And I much preferred the Toy Story stuff to the Sesame Street stuff. So we just kind of decided, fuck it. We're doing a Toy Story birthday party, and if we end up suffering, oh well, at least Milo will be excited about all this stuff. And I remember talking to my friend about, you know, the Toy Story versus Sesame Street party, and I was like, it is hilarious that I'm even having to think about this beforehand. Like, he loves Toy Story. Obviously, that's the first option that we would think of when we think about, you know, what theme do we want his party to be like that's obvious he's obsessed but like do you really want to bring all this toy story stuff into the house because you've seen what can happen it's not pretty and it was so funny yesterday I decided to put out invitations just to like my parents my husband's parents like it's a very tiny party and really the invitations are just for myself. Like I feel better about myself as a mom if I have party invitations. And that's not just for like my child's party. I mean, any party that I do, like I want real invitations going in the mail. That's just like my own issues that I have. So I bought invitations. As I'm making the invitations, they have Buzz Lightyear on the front and they came with stickers to put on the envelope. And of course he saw what I was doing, saw the stickers and wanted the stickers so I had extra so I was putting some on his hand and he loved it he was having fun but then it turned into not fun anymore just like everything else you know he was sticking the sticker on the invitation on the floor on his hand and eventually it stopped sticking and the sticker folded and was like stuck together and he's whining and trying to grab at the other ones and like I was just like, well, here we go. Like, we can't even get through the goddamn invitations. And this is just kind of like foreshadowing what the party is going to be like. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. 
Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. And then I was also thinking about, you know, other Buzz and Woody toys that we've had and how they've kind of, you know, gone to shit. And one time, a few weeks ago, my mom came to visit and on her way here, she stopped at a Winners, which if you're in the States or somewhere else, it's kind of like a Marshalls or like a Home Goods, like they have a bunch of random stuff. So she found these Woody and Buzz toys that were kind of like action figures and they were about the size of a ruler, let's say, and they could move like their arms and their elbows moved their knees like you could bend them into all different shapes i have a picture of the woody one on my instagram profile because that was the first photo that milo ever took with my phone was of that woody toy but yeah he enjoyed them and he was so excited for about five ten minutes and then it just turned weird He was loving them. He was playing with them nonstop. He wouldn't let them go. And he was moving their arms and their legs and, you know, like a toddler would do with any toy. But all of a sudden he would bring them to, you know, either myself or my mom and he would be whining, like incessantly whining. And we couldn't figure out what he was upset about. Like, did you move his arm or his legs a certain way? It's like he didn't like when their parts moved and they were in a different shape but we couldn't help that like that's the kind of toy that they are so when he'd bring them to us whining we would try and straighten them out and make them look you know like like they normally would look and give them back to him and he'd be happy for like two minutes and then the same thing would happen over and over and it just like the level of whining just started to get more and more intense and we were like Jesus Christ we got to get rid of these toys. So for the next like half hour, 45 minutes, he was playing with the toys, whining, like back and forth, back and forth. And we were trying to like devise a plan to, you know, capture these toys and hide them without him noticing. And the first one to go was Buzz. I got Buzz when he wasn't looking and I threw him in the cupboard that's above the fridge. And honest to God, he's still there today. And Woody was a little more difficult um, because he, you know, had like a death grip on Woody and wouldn't let him go. 
eventually I think he dropped him and like my mom distracted him and my husband picked up Woody and like threw it in his pocket but his fucking hat was still on the ground and we were like oh my god he's gonna see his hat and he's gonna know like where the hell is Woody like this is his goddamn hat so I took Woody from my husband and I ran to the front of the house and in the front closet I just like threw him up where like we keep the winter like mittens and hats and stuff and he's still there um I'm gonna story about them on my Instagram and so you guys can see that they're literally still there And he did, he saw his hat on the ground and he had, you know, a full-blown meltdown. Like he knew that we had taken them away, but luckily eventually he calmed down and we never brought those toys back out again because like, holy shit, what, I don't even know what it is about these toys that makes him so upset. Like he simultaneously loves these toys, but they make him so upset and I don't know why the struggles man so on instagram a few days ago i asked you guys if you had any you know toys and tantrum kind of stories for me and i got a few that were pretty funny and by funny i mean like funny for us as listeners but not so much funny for the parents so one person says her son is obsessed with a white and then in parentheses it says wtf handmade wool blanket that someone made for him and the real kicker is that it can't go in the dryer which things that can't go in the dryer should not exist for kids because if you wash it like you need it to be available now like yesterday we can't wait for it to air dry so the problem with this white blanket is you know my sister was obsessed with a little blankie when she was a baby and it literally they don't let go of it So obviously it gets disgustingly dirty or wet if they play with it outside or they want to take it in the bath. Like same with the Buzz and Woody dolls, right? So now if you have to wash it and you can't put it in the dryer, you're waiting for it to dry. Well, that's not going to fly with a kid who wants his goddamn blankie. So this person says that her son has gone to bed with the blanket wet from being in the washing machine. And I mean, hey, like I would do the same thing. Honestly, if it was, you know, Milo's going to go to sleep with a wet blanket or not sleep, then he's going to be sleeping with a wet blanket. This next story I can seriously relate to because it's similar to us with the little people, except it was easy for us to find the little people. But this mom says her daughter at one and a half years old became obsessed with a random baby doll they got from Winners. And that's the worst when it's just like a random toy because it's not easy to just pick up another one because you have to find it. So everyone was like, if she's this obsessed with the doll, you need to get a second one just in case she forgets it somewhere or it gets ruined. So she sent her entire family to search every winner's, which again is that kind of like home goods or Marshall's store, in the GTA to find the exact same doll, same outfit, everything. Um, and finally, someone who is her mom's coworker found the exact same doll in the U.S. and had it shipped to her here in Canada. So like that's commitment to finding the same toy. Again, like as parents, we're crazy and we just want our kids to be happy. It's so funny. So she says now her daughter's two years old. So fast forward six months later and she could care less where the doll is. And she literally has like her message to me is 
and she, period, could, period, care, period, less, period, where, period, this, period, stupid, period, doll, period, is. (laughs) And she would rather carry around some goddamn measuring tape. Oh, I love it. Exactly. She knew that you got a second one. And then she was like, fuck this. I'm moving on. And then, so another mom messaged me and she also sent a video along with her message. And unfortunately, this is a podcast and I can't show you the video, but I might post it on my Instagram if she lets me. I'm going to ask her. So her mom bought her daughter this toy and it's like a stuffed dog. But when you press a button on the dog, its face turns from like super happy cuddly to like this evil like vicious dog and her daughter was obsessed with it it's so funny I was laughing so hard last night watching the video and my husband was like what the hell are you doing and I was like uh it's too long of a story to to explain but yeah so this dog toy her daughter wanted with her all the time so when they were out in public her daughter would whine for her to make the dog's face turn from like super happy cuddly to like this vicious like psycho dog and obviously she was saying people would give her the weirdest looks like why is your daughter even playing with this toy oh my god it makes me laugh so yeah this is uh parenting I was just at my friend Kathy's house yesterday and we were talking about you know the topic of this podcast episode and Her daughter is May, June, July, August, like 15, 16 months. Anyways, she was saying that she hasn't yet become, you know, obsessed or, you know, attached to any certain toy. And I was like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. So get ready for that. Uh, Anyways, this was a fun podcast episode to just kind of chat about stupid shit. Um chatting with myself nonetheless. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, On Thursday's episode, it is the sleep episode that everyone has been waiting for. I talked to Baby's Best Sleep creator, uh, Amanda Jusen. So definitely tune in to that. I just launched my mom gang, which is through Patreon, and you can find it by going to patreon.com slash themomroom. Alternatively, you can find it on the links that are on my Instagram and TikTok profile. It's basically going to be a mom community where you get exclusive podcast episodes. I'm going to do solo episodes, but I'm also going to do episodes talking to you guys, members of the community. It's going to have its own private Instagram account where we do Instagram live chats. Um, I can see your DMs uh, and they won't get lost amongst, you know, hundreds of other DMs. It is all starting on September 1st, so be sure to sign up now. You can also sign up afterwards. It's not a big deal if you missed, you know, the September 1st starting time. Uh, But yeah, super excited about that. Obviously, you can follow me at the.mom.room on Instagram and on TikTok. And my blog or website is renearena.com. Did you know I have a book club? It's at the.mom.room.bookclub. Check that out. September's book is Mom Truths by Kat and Nat. So that should be fun. Uh, Yeah, thanks again for listening. And I really hope your children sleep tonight. (laughs)